Hello guys, welcome back to Excuse My Frenchie podcast. This is Linda La Parisienne. Welcome back. Hello guys. All right, I'm ready. Third attempt, third attempt, guys. So, how is everybody doing? Welcome back to the Excuse My Friendship podcast. Uh, we are Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. 2021. How are you guys doing? How is your summer going? How, um, how is your family? How is your job? Are you sweating? Do you have some um, overcast weather? Do you have a flood where you live? What's going on in the world? I cannot even, you know. So, you haven't heard from me last week. Uh, let's hope I can speak for this one, right? Uh, I went on vacation, a little vacay on the East Coast. I went to uh, Nantucket Island, which is off of, I think, Rhode Island. Amazing. Amazing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Bon. Before that, you know, uh, the airport is back to shit show. Literally, it's unbelievable. Oh my God, so many people, so many people. I had forgotten. You see, it's nice to go back to normal, but to see all those, you know, like the population in the airport, let's say there's maybe 30%, that's like regular to me. The rest is just aggravational. And I have so much respect, you guys, the people that take the plane. I can never uh, stop repeating that. I'm sorry if you heard uh, many of my podcasts, you will hear that maybe like, 10 times a year and I don't care um, the people that travel with flip-flops and shorts like they're almost like naked or on the beach it's unbelievable you guys that you don't get cold I look at you and I'm freezing it's unbelievable I have so much respect and then at the same time you know I don't know it's weird maybe because I'm in Paris so we don't do that so okay yoga pants the whole world in the United States is wearing yoga pants I'm surprised that men didn't start we wearing yoga pants to be honest you know what I mean? How the word sliding into a feminine note for them, like we talked about before. I'm surprised I haven't seen you with the yoga pants. If I ever see you guys, then it's on. I'm going to have to make fun uh, of you my whole life. I've seen guys with Uggs, boots. Those are the little, little number of guys that try to convince the world that it was a unisex shoes, which is not at all, to me at least, you know. But if you, I have friends that wear it, actually. So it's funny, you know, I have to make uh, a little bit of uh, fun. You know, like you're going to ski. I hope you get. Your, I hope you take your Uggs. You know, did you put your Uggs? Do you have a legging? Do you have leggings? You know, I like to break their balls. I mean, it doesn't look so cool on a guy because I'm so used to see it on girls. But you see, uh, if they wear Uggs, they're probably gonna wear yoga pants soon. Huh? Maybe in the next two years, we're gonna see guys with like the flower legging. You know, the one that go all the way in. So anyway, but I have a lot of respect for the people that are not cold in the plane. I don't know how you guys do it. Me, I show up, I have a pillow, I have a blanket, I have a pair of warm socks, I have an extra sweater. I cannot do, I need to be comfortable. If I don't, the AC in five minutes, I start sneezing, you know? So yes, not that you care about it, but uh, I have to say it. Uh, bon, a lot of people, uh, some people have no shame. I swear to God. I swear to you. There was a couple... Uh, they had uh, three kids, I think, so hard enough already to travel with three kids. But they were, uh, I don't know if they had three or five kids, actually, to be honest. Maybe two of them were cousins or something. But the mom looked amazing if she had five kids. God bless you, girl. You did it. And you're still hot and sexy. So anyway, so it was time to uh, board the plane. And so the, the, the people at the, check at the boarding, they started making the announcement. And uh, she doesn't even, uh, like, she finished the announcement. And as soon as she's done, there is a lady sitting next to me in the, you know, the waiting room. And, you know, I don't like to go first 
people they love to run first to board and then you're gonna stand 25 minutes in that passerelle to get to the plane so what's the purpose of that except aggravation i don't understand even if i go the last one even if i don't have space for my bag i don't care when you don't have space for your bag they're gonna check it and you don't pay for it so it's fine you know what i mean i don't like to go and wait it pisses me off when they call you many times and then you get into the stuff you turn and then you're like oh my god people are still in uh you know the hallway or i don't know how you call this in french we call it passerelle so this guy maybe he was stressed out maybe i don't know i know a lot of people are stressed out when they travel which the people who work at the airport you need to be nicer than that some girls are very nice and guys but some of you are very assholes assholey and that's not nice because you have to remember people are stressed out when they travel that's not cool so anyway this guy I'm sitting next to his wife, sorry, I'm going so fast because I want to try to speak English properly, I'm trying to pronounce the words properly, my brain is overwhelmed, you guys, I told you I passed the 40, that's it, that's it, I give it all. So I'm sitting next to that chick, she has five kids, and uh, out of nowhere I see somebody like storming next to us and he's like, hey, I've been calling you on your cell phone, we're boarding, have you heard, why aren't you picking up your phone, what is wrong with you? And the guy spoke like so loud. I was so ashamed for the girl. I was like, oh my God, poor lady. And so the girl was like, well, I didn't hear it. Well, you should have your phone in your hand. Why don't you, we're boarding, get up right now, grab your stuff and let's get, let's go. And I'm like, oh my God. Even my husband, Andy, he looked at me. He's like, he was laughing. He was like, can you imagine if I was to do this to you in the waiting room? You know what I mean? It's unbelievable to embarrass your person of your, 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 your spouse or your brother or the person you're with i cannot stand the people that make you embarrassed people that have to speak loud they have to do a drama i cannot stand you guys you know what i mean and so this guy was kind of the rich guy actually funny enough they ended up in nantucket where we went which nantucket is kind of a you know very nice place kind of on an expensive note let's say but very beautiful he looks like actually uh, everybody's related in that island if i had to say i saw many groups of teenagers and i couldn't make the difference i swear to god Maybe there's like four or five families and they all bought houses there and they're all cousins and we don't know, you know what I mean? No offense, huh? if you're happy, I'm happy for you, but I did have, have that feeling. So this asshole was coming to Nantucket and he just screamed in front of his wife and the worst of it all, you know what it is. The fact that she's embarrassed is one thing, so everybody's looking at her. Like if she could melt into her shoes, she would have and I would have helped her, honestly. I would be like, oh my God, I am so sorry. Her little son, Two minutes after the dad scream and leaves, so he starts walking, you hear the little boy, he's like, I'm sorry, mama. And I was like, oh my God, that broke my heart. You know what I mean? You do this in front of your kids. I wanted to punch him in the throat, we're not gonna lie. I'm gonna be like, oh, look at you, fancy. Let me see the microphone. Let me see the microphone. You wanna make a scene? Let's make a fucking concert. Like, people are crazy. And the guy is like in his 50s, uh, supposedly, uh, you're a rich person, you have a life. You know, it's like those guys that drive the um, very fancy cars, they're entitled, they're entitled. And when you think that one little slap on the forehead would calm everything down from birth, I mean, you know. But yeah, so the plane, the stuff, my flight was delayed six hours, uh, headache, but I had access to the lounge. So when you have access to the lounge, your life changes, problems become solutions, you know, and rain become like rainbow. Yeah, you know, I went, I had coffee, I came back, like every time we would go back to the boarding gate and they would be like, no, it's still delayed. I'd be like, all right, see you later. I'm going back. Now it's lunchtime. Now it's, ooh, snack time, you know, 
I took advantage of this unbelievable. And I, as I should, I should be allowed to every lounge in the world just for the amount of work I gave when I worked at the airport. The amount of kindness, the amount of assistance, the amount of amazingness. Do you guys know that? You don't. So that's why I should get a lounge card for Air France, for United, for Delta, for um, Emirates, for anything. Anyway, uh, I, I want to tell you about, I don't know if I told you about that. You know, when you watch a video on YouTube, I thought it was so funny. You know, when you, they make the trailers for like the movies and it's like coming out, you know. So that commercial was, it started like this. It's like a little commercial that you don't have the choice to watch until you have a skip ad button. So, you know, when you're screwed like this, you have to go through it. And so the thing, the first thing I, I heard was like, the Republicans are back. They're trying to get Kevin Newsom out of his seat or something like this. Help them, help us uh, cancel his call out by uh, sending a text message to two zero, whatever the number was. And then at the end he was like, it is a power grab. And it took me a second, I was like, did they just do what I just heard? Like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, you know what I mean? It's a power grab, the Republicans are back? No, it's not that the Republicans are back. Let me give, uh, give me his phone number and explain to him why he's been recalled. You've been recalled because you took $111 million instead of helping people in need and you give it to your companies. It's simple. You know what I mean? And then when you got caught, you pretended that you were not owning those companies, but one of them is owned by your sister and the other one by your wife. So it's going to be a hard one to pull out, right? And then when you were breaking our balls to wear the mask, the mask, the two masks, three masks, see mask, wear a fucking helmet, then you got caught at a birthday party having a lot of fun without the max mask or social distancing. That's why you have been recalled, because you haven't done anything for the homeless people that have mental issues on the streets and need to be assisted. You have not done nothing for so many things. You know what I mean? It's not enough to have a blonde highlights and to be good looking on TV and try to pretend like, uh, you know, it's not enough. So that's why it's not a power grab. It's not even having, it has nothing to do with being a Republican. Me personally, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am not a fuck you. I don't have time for that. I am me. And I love life, and I don't like people to tell me what to do, and I want to be free, and that's it. It's not a power grab. Now, when I hear that during the pandemic, so many small business got closed, and you took a lot of money to make your, your stuff function, that's why you get recalled. But the way they done it, it was so funny. You thought you were, you know, in the movie when they make the trailers, like, the Republicans are back. It is a power grab. I was like, oh my God, who listens to this and feel like, oh my God, we need to help him. Honey, let me see your phone. Let me send a text message right now. No, you got to call all your friends. We got to save Gavin. No, Gavin, uh, honestly, kick uh, rocks. Huh? To tell you, I was in Nantucket and I went to like, there was a kind of a yard sale or something. And you know, Nantucket is the kind of yard sale you can find like some crystal stuff. I can find like a, a bracelet from maybe... Um, 1700 or something you never know that came down generation by generation and they're going to sell you 20 bucks and then next thing you know it's worth like 800,000 you never know I have a hope like that in life you guys yes I do so anyway the lady she was like where are you guys from and it's so funny because when people ask me in the United States where I'm from I say from LA and uh, people are looking at me like yeah okay and they want to ask more because you know the French accent of course, you guys cannot get over it. And how curious and nosy people are. Yeah, but am I hearing an accent? You know what I mean? Most of the time, I'm like, am I hearing some type of like mental illness or something? Or some type of stupidity? I feel like a resonance of some like dumb, um, you know, 
But anyway, I still answer and stuff like that. And it's so funny because when I say I'm from LA, two things. First of all, they're like, yeah, but I'm not done with you. I need to know where that accent is from. And the second thing is when you're on the East Coast, you say you're from LA, people look at you like, oh my God, look at this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's visiting. She's from Los Angeles. It sounds so like, uh, I don't know. You see? All those girls, la. All those stupid with the, oh my gosh, and Kim Kardashian and stuff like this. You made the whole California sound dumb to the rest of the world. That's not fair. Because me, I'm a Parisian French chicken. I have nothing to do with the softness and the entitlement of uh, Los Angeles. And I know in California, there's a lot of good people out there. Unfortunately, I worked at The Grove for like five years, which is the most touristic place in LA, I guess, besides the studios and all the bullshit. And you know, when you see that, you're done with LA and we're not gonna lie. They are soft, I confirm to you. They are like, you know, the guy is always more fragile than the girl, I am afraid. You know what I mean? Like, have you thought about my feelings? You know what I mean? Like, it used to be a time where guys were not able to understand feelings. And now women have to understand feelings that they never came across. You know, with any human being to begin with. Anyway, let me not... You know that my husband is against matching colors when he dressed? It's so funny. He has like some PTSD or something from somewhere, I believe. When I say PTSD, I'm joking. You know, I love my husband. Um, when he matches too much, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Some people, they just need to have the colors. They just need to have the... You know, kind of like a... The guide in the mountain that is dressed all like Patagonia, and if there's not enough, I gotta add some orange or some like bright red or bright green. And I, why don't I look like a lemon when I go into the forest? You know, so I'll be very discreet. You know, what I mean, why don't I put that apple coat with that purple hat? You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay to match. Like so he'll have like a blue jeans, right? And he have like some type of khaki um, green olive like shirt. And he has a pair of sneakers that has just a little tiny bit of khaki, discreet, just to remember, to, you know, reminds the little, like, you know, swag going on. And he's against that. He will literally be like, you know what? Too many colors matching. Let me get something else with the color. To me, it is so funny because, you know, where people, and you can wear two, three, four colors. You know what I mean? You just not, cannot be a rainbow because at some point, you know, that. That hot mess doesn't make sense anymore, but it's so funny to see, like, every time I would laugh, I would be like, he'd be like, yeah, but everything matches too much, though. I gotta change the t-shirt. And then, like, you know, in the whole world, people don't, don't say that. People, they're, like, opposite. They're like, oh, yeah, that matches, actually. That's nice. A little remembering of uh, that uh, little belt made with the shoes. No, he's against it. He's against it, so it's so funny. Because he feels that if you match too much, you're gonna look like a break dancer. This I don't understand. It must be an American thing. Because for us, it's not only the people who match. We're not talking like blue, white, and, and black. You know what I mean? We're talking like, you know, little subtleness in the air. So anyway, Nantucket, you guys, is amazing. If you can ever go, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It feels like everybody's related, granted. But it feels like that happy place and it's nature and you have the ocean around it. And it's very calm and you can go everywhere with the bike, you know. And I say calm, I mean, it's the summer, so everybody was there and, you know kind of a little beachy town and you can go eat some like a lobster rolls for 50 bucks a piece you know um yeah yeah it's very expensive no it's not 50 but i went to a place and we bought like two sandwiches and the girl was like oh no two sandwiches and a bowl of clam chowder soup which i love it's delicious i gotta learn how to make it uh 56 dollars she said the girl and i was like i'm not sure there was wine or champagne in my order honey and so that was the price. So I paid, you know, it's okay, I don't care. It's not that, but I feel like, you know, 
First of all, if I go uh, get uh, some uh, lobster over there, I'm pretty sure I can make a, a roll that's better than yours. But anyhow, and I would charge it for like 15, 20 bucks, but not like 50. Anyway, you know, guys, I'm not cheap, but I don't like to be... Uh, you piss me off when you pay for something that's too expensive. Why? Why are you going to do that to me? You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, America, I noticed something that is a big problem that maybe you're not aware and I'm saying this with the most loving way, right? Why you guys don't lock your doors? Why every house in United States is unlocked? There was a night where, you know, I was in Nantucket with the family of my husband. And there was some uh, a baby and a little girl. And there was a point where, you know, with the jet lag in LA, I had to take a phone call. So I stepped outside, like around midnight. I'm like, okay, I gotta step outside real quick so I don't wake up anybody. And I'm preparing to open the gate, like open the door and just like, you know, unlock. And I'm like, oh my God, they didn't lock it. And then I go around the house trying to be like, okay, let me go check all the doors. All the doors are open. This is why you have so many crime shows. It's not because the United States is bigger. It's because you are literally inviting crime into your own home. Like, what's the purpose of having a gun to defend yourself if you don't close the door? Like, you want the suspense or something? What is it? I don't understand. You guys are the only country you don't lock the doors. You do not lock the doors. Just anybody, about anybody can snap outside your house, uh, drive by, fly by, anything, and come into your house and do anything, steal, kill, rape, traffic, whatever, and you don't lock your doors. It's unbelievable to have faced like that. But let me tell you, 2021, uh, if you do this in France, uh, you will get robbed in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. My, uh, one of my friends told me uh, he lived in a little town next to Boston, actually, and he went to work and didn't lock his door, so somebody stole his watch. Of course. Of course they stole your watch. You're lucky you had furniture when you came back. What world are you living in? I'm sorry, it's not like here. It's like no crime or nothing happened. You should be the most safe country, like as far as houses and stuff you lock, you have the bzz, 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 doo, doo, like alarm and everything. What is wrong with you guys? Come on. So this me, I don't like. Huh? I have no time to leave my door open. Alors là, I close everything. Better safe than sorry. Like you go, you sleep, somebody crazy, come into your house, open the door, and then it's too late. Did you, why didn't you lock your door? I don't know. You know, like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's so... Ah, you guys, you guys, you guys. Anyway, Johnson & Johnson had called back their um, sunscreen now after the baby powder. So what else? Only God knows. Johnson & Johnson, uh, is that supposed to make us feel safe with your vaccine when everything else you do is recalled because you're causing cancer to people? I mean, what is this? What is this? It's unbelievable. So I hope you guys uh, found out. If you didn't, there is five different types of sunscreen that are made by Johnson & Johnson that are cancerous and very dangerous. So you got to do something, right? And so then anyway, after my trip to Nantucket, I went to Boston in a little town uh, which is called Reading. Reading or Reading? Reading. Reading. It's funny because with the Boston accent, like you have towns that would never, I would never know how to pronounce if somebody didn't tell me. So it's called Reading, but you write it R-E-A-D-I-N-G. Why? Only God knows. Huh? If they want to do a little difference or something. And so I went there and it's nice, like a village pretty much. You know, it's very small. You know, it's not, it's funny enough because it's 20 minutes from Boston, the city. So you can be quick into a city world, but uh, once you're there, you're like, uh, there is two bars in the town. That's where everybody goes out on the weekends. Everybody knows each other. You get the actual village gossip, you know, which is very funny. And my friend just moved there three years ago. So I went with them. I wanted to discover the town. I love to be in the town and discover and just watch people and, you know, the routine and who is friend with who and stuff. 
And I met a man Saturday night. They introduced me to a friend of theirs who is 58 years old. His name is Bruce. If you hear this, Bruce, I am so sorry. You know I was going to talk about you in my podcast because you are a gem. This guy is uh, in his head having fun. But in our world, he's having a major middle life crisis. You know what I mean? Like I was literally waiting for him to like go out and you'd hear like boop boop for a red car and for him to have a little diamond earring or something. This guy is totally delusional. This made me realize that actually the middle life crisis is not a crisis. It's a disease for him and for the rest of the world. So I'm having a, a drink with my friend. We're talking and everything. This guy come and she said like, oh my God, this guy you have to see because his stories are unbelievable. And so he's like, yeah. Right away, he jumped into it. Like, you don't know people, and you just tell your drama. And you can tell, you know, 58 years old. And he's dressed like he's 18 or something. Like, you know, he's trying to be like the muscly guy at the at the, at the the bar. And he's has like three girls around him. They're like in their 20s. And they're like, oh, good for you. He's like, yeah, you know, fuck that shit. You know, I'm done with those girls. I'm sorry, but I'm blocking her ass on social media. And she didn't share the picture. And I'm like, why am I hearing a man's voice and am I hearing a conversation of a 12-year-old? I'm not getting it. And I kept on listening and watching him and I was like, oh my God. And he kept on going. He was like, I'm going to block her ass. I would never speak to that girl ever again. Oh, you can trust me on that. She'd be blocked at least for a week and a half. Now you have to remember, we're talking about a man that has a shaved head, 50 years old. They call it like a midhead. I believe in Boston. Are you guys? Huh, kids? I don't know what your accent, you know, I have a French accent, I cannot do it anyway. So this guy is telling us this stuff and then he's starting to brag that he had sex with his daughter's roommate who's 22 in the dorm or in the bedroom or something. And he's looking like, girl, shit went down very hard, very, very hard. And I was like, it's unbelievable to me. I was like, it's a prank. It's a prank. This guy is bragging and then he was like, and you know what? She's going out tonight. I asked her, where are you guys going? I might join. The guy is having sex with the friends of his daughter who is 22 years old. And he's mixed up in all that. What you want to do is give him a big hug. A big, big hug. Because I don't know what happened to him, but to be like this. And then he was like, he told my friend, oh my God, your friend must think that I'm crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that was like 45 minutes ago when you started with the blocking social media situation i was like what well, unbelievable you guys you have to see it to believe but i did laugh for like two hours two hours and the way he is like yeah you know what can i do what can i do i like girls i like girls i'm a player i guess i'm a player and i'm like okay calm down grandpa calm down i mean 58 is not old but he did not look that young let's be real my husband is like 10 years younger and he used he looks like 40 years younger it's unbelievable he looks like he could be my husband's dad you know what i mean and then he's like, you know what they like? They like the six-pack. You want to see my six-pack? And I didn't even have time to answer. He pulled up the shirt, which what he calls a six-pack in his world at his age, I believe. But in my world, it's called the top of a brioche that just came maybe too, off, too soon out of the oven. Who knows? Disgusting. I was like, what is this, dude? What is this? Like little little bubbles. It's not even like... It's like he doesn't even know what the six-pack is. But it was very funny. I had a lot of laugh. And then my friend was like, you see, this one is having sex with this one. Like the little town's drama. That's exactly why I don't want to be in a little town. I do not. 
You guys are, they're so bored over there. The only poor guys, they have only alcohol. I don't blame you, but you got to find some stuff. Do some paintings, do paintball, go laser stuff, go bowling, roller skating, play cards, do like a, like a what do you call, like a, a question game. Do some stuff like this. Cause like, and they all come every weekend. I saw, oh my God, my, I felt like I was in a little series. I'm sorry, I don't want to talk shit. But I love Boston people's mentality. You guys are not soft, huh? You guys are straight to the point and very, very, very welcoming people. The only thing is it's always fucking overcast over there. It reminded me when I live in Connecticut. I lived in Connecticut. It's like all the year you look forward to the summer. That it's going to be sunny. You're going to catch a tan and stuff like that. There was literally a year when I moved into a place that had a swimming pool. You know, I know it sounds delusional because it's Connecticut. But I was like, you know what? From April to October, I am going to rock that pool. Long story short, we had like about eight days of full sun for the whole summer. In October, it was back to be cold as shit. And uh, April, uh, we might have had a snowstorm at that point. And so when you get to the summer and it's all overcast, you're like, wow, looking at the sky. No, I'm joking. I'm grateful and everything. But it's like, you know, super humid, the mosquitoes. Is it worth it, you guys over there? I mean, you're going to scrape all the snow out of your car. And then, like, you know, everybody's like, you got to come to the East Coast. And I love the mentality of the East Coast. I love how people are honest, how much you laugh. In America, those are the places that I laugh the most. They were the East Coast, Connecticut, um, Massachusetts, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's where you laugh. On the other side, it's a, I mean, you know, it's cool. I love people in California. Very nice people. Coronado, San Diego. You know, but you don't laugh that much. It's not true. It's not true. They don't have that dry humor. They don't have it because they're softer, like downy. No, I'm joking. So anyway, what else did I want to tell you about? So yeah, the middle Christ guy. I swear, if I could make a video of this, I am telling you, uh, they should send this guy to 60 Days In, the show that I told you where people go for 60 days in the prison. It's unbelievable. By the way, if you ever watch that show, you have to watch the number one, the 60 days in the seri uh, season one with Robert. So Robert is a guy that wanted to go inside prison for 60 days because he's a teacher. And also he wanted to show how the broken the system is broken. Uh, you're like, okay, dude, the system is broken because already you're wearing suspenders in 2021. You know what I mean? And the way you put them, it looks like you're in a little house in the prairie. It's not like swag with the bow tie and stuff. So already, yes, the system is broken, but what can you do to fix it? So he came in there, he was a total buffoon. He almost got beat up. He uh, almost blown his cover. He had to do some illegal shit so they can take him out so he can go to the hole because the hole was safer than what he was. Like the goofball, in six hours, they already thought he was a cop. Useless. And then when he finished, so when he got to the hole, he was the happiest guy on earth. Like he went to a retreat. I'm meditating and then I'm going to read my book and stuff. And the thing is, he was hiding because he was so scared to go back to the um, general population prison, right? I know it's boring, but you know, I watched it and I got sucked in. And uh, it was very funny to watch. And then when it was time to get out of the hole, he pretended to be sick and asked to go to the hospital. And it was a lie, you guys. It was a lie. Or maybe he shit his pants. He sharded his pants. I learned a new term lately. I know you know with the bad words and stuff, but I have a French accent. Come on, relax already. Sharding. It's amazing, this term. Amazing. Amazing. As a foreigner, I really appreciate it. Not that I short on a daily basis, but I like to hear those funny expressions, you know. Uh, don't short on me now, you know, just so I can use it, you know. I would never do it, uh, you know. Maybe with friends, my husband, we laugh, you know, funny life, funny stuff. 
What else did I want to tell you about? I feel like I had so much to tell you. Should I save it for next week? In case my life is so boring and I have nothing to say uh, next week. Uh, no. That, oh, yeah. On the way back from Boston, there was a little baby next to me. Very cute. Very cute. Honestly, she didn't even cry a lot and stuff. I loved her. She was very cute. The thing is, she was eating some crazy shit for a baby. Her mom was giving her seaweed chips, which is amazing health-wise, but he fucking stinks. I thought she was changing her diaper and the baby had took a shit. I thought the baby had sharded. There you go, first use, sharding.com. Sorry, I'm, I'm silly, you guys, I'm silly. But so she gave her seaweed chips, which stinked like crazy. And then the next step she did is open those little uh, sealed pack of, of, of tuna, tuna can. I swear to God, and she was giving her, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. Like, you got to be, uh, you know, if I can't do my nail polish in a plane, you can't eat tuna and seaweed chips, and you have to stop that shit. It's not okay. It's not okay. I feel like seaweed, you know, there is a, a fruit that they eat in uh, Japan. You have to go to special restaurants to eat it. If you eat it outside, you get a ticket. That's how much it stinks. It's supposed to smell like rotten cheese or something. That seaweed chips should be in the group, I think. People should get fined. Or should, they should put like a, some type of mask and they can eat it under the mask because it stinks. Like, whew, amazing. So anyway, you guys, I'm back to LA. I will do a podcast soon to give you some of my news that you know what's going on. I hope you guys are doing good. Don't forget, you are amazing. Let's not be divided, okay? A lot of people are like, yeah, those fuckers that don't want to get vaccinated, those fuckers that are getting vaccinated. It doesn't matter, guys. We're all in this together. We're all brothers and sisters. So stop with your nonsense, okay? And stop projecting your frustrations on other people. Deal with yourself. Switch to the fuck it mode and you will feel much better. I can promise you, okay? We're all here to love each other, okay? Because tomorrow if you're in deep shit, you'll be happy that people help you. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. So let's calm down. Let's kick all those suckers of energy around you. You know, all the people, the haters, they make little comments here and there and you're like, was she passive aggressive or was she stabbing me verbally? I'm not sure. You know, those things that you always think about after the fact, well, unless if you're paranoiac, you're going to have a lot of those. But all those people, they're not honest, they're not genuine, they're not kind, they're a headache, they want to do it their way, they want to control everything, they want to be better than you, everything is bigger for them than the rest of the world. We don't have time. Let's switch to the fuck it mode. Let's be in love, let's be laughing, let's be eating snacks, let's be real, you know. And let's care about each other, okay? Don't forget you're amazing. Nobody's as good as you at being you in the whole universe, okay? I'm sending you my love. I'm sending you all my prayers. I pray for everybody to be good and have their heart filled with love and courage and compassion. And I uh, send you my love and I will talk to you next week, right? Bye!